Blog Talk Radio. I warn you, we're going to play a lot of stuff, but you better remember my name, Mr. Brian Rails. He was the boss. 
he wasn't the boss. Tony's the boss. He's always been the boss. I think maybe the company changed a little bit for Cody over the last few years, but I was surprised. I really was. Um, but it's business. It happens. You know, he's the first big name to leave AEW to... He's not going to be the only big name to leave. So he won't be the only big name. He won't be... Exactly. He's not going to be the only name that, that leaves AEW. And, you know, uh, Danielson is not going to be the only big name to come from WWE to us. So it, it's just... I am a little surprised. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't show up in WWE, and he hasn't yet. But it would seem to me that he's worth a lot to Vince because he's the first one to go there. Right. So it was a little bit of a shock for, you know, a couple hours, and then you realize it's just business. And if he feels that's the right way to go, then God bless him. I thank him for all the work he did in AEW. My first great program in AEW was... What's up, ladies and gents? It's the first episode of Beyond the Tracks. We're going to save the last clip for last because I don't want to overclip... You guys, if you will. So, we're going to go with logistics, folks. You want to talk about Cody Rose, but first and foremost, I want you to understand something. I want to read a quote from Cody Rose's Twitter that says, after his victory over Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 38, wrestling is a love story. He ain't lying. I mean, wrestling, for anybody that has ever loved professional wrestling, been through it, seen the ups and downs of it, seen the ugly, the good, the bad, the I don't give a fuck, I'm walking out of this curtain, I'm never coming back. You know, for him to come back from three years of being away from WWE and being anti-WWE speaks volumes, folks, because... I'm going to read you a little something-something here, okay? This was my intent, right? To read you guys the goodies, okay? So, AEW was founded in 2019, correct? So, when exactly was AEW founded? Okay, so... All Elite Wrestling started October 2nd, 2019. I'm not going to, you know, start off with a history lesson for you all, but Cody Rose, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Tony Khan, a lot of Chris Jericho, he said that he was not the boss. Tony has always been the boss. You heard it in the opening clip. One of the biggest farces is the fact that, um, You'll start a company, right? And in 2019, WWE was struggling to keep ratings afloat because they went to the miniature wars of Wednesday Night Wars. And AEW broke over a million, while NXT only had garnered like 700,000, 938,000 was probably their biggest number. When it came to the Wednesday Night Wars, Cody was so big on not breaking or uh, actually breaking the fourth wall with a sledgehammer, right? He was the guy that took said sledgehammer. Move this a little closer so you can hear. All right. He took sled, you know, 
said Sledgehammer at an AEW pay-per-view and broke it over a replica Triple H throne. So the origin of AEW started out with Cody, with Chris Jericho, with his brother Dustin, with Jake Hager. All those guys started out, and they really, on you know, without warning, they're like, oh, we're going to bash WWE. I don't necessarily say, oh, we're going to. They did. There was no hesitation. There was no, we're just going to hold back, you know, and see what the fuck happens. No. The origin of AEW, as I keep repeating myself, um, yeah, it started three, well, not quite three years ago, two and a half. Let's give it two and a half years ago. There are reasons why people would flock to see that because it was something different. It was something new. Every time something new comes along in the world of pro wrestling, you're going to have a bunch of people wanting to jump ship because they're tired of what's going on in WWE with a roster that has minimal amount of talent left on it, that the remnants of old NXT and you know, Cody was kind of like that beacon of light that said, here, come watch my shit. It's not half bad. So I, like every Curious Wrestling fan, tuned in and wanted to watch what AEW was all about. I must tell you, from the ring setup to the announce team, the dream announce team, JR, Tony Schiavone, well, I wouldn't say dream. Excalibur, but that's besides the point. They had a setup that was very similar to the days of WCW. And would, have, would Dusty Rhodes, their father, be proud of what Cody did and what Dustin has you know, done thus far? Yeah. I'm not going to lie, guys. AEW was very, very telling in its first uh First showcasing, and then they added Rampage. And then they have Elevation Dark, or had added Elevation Dark, and it got over a million subscribers on YouTube. So, I mean, they were doing things with Cody that I wouldn't say had not been done before, but they didn't have social media back in the day. They didn't have the amenities afforded to them back then as wrestling territory. AEW when it first was conceived, there's a lot of input from Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and oh yes, Cody Rhodes, the EVP officer of, well, former EVP of AEW. And as you heard in the first clip, there's some, I wouldn't, I don't speak for any wrestlers, but boy, you get the sense there's some animosity going on. No shit, Sherlock. For those of you who wanted to weigh in on this, it's Wrestle underscore Radio on Instagram, on Twitter at Brian at underscore or underscore at Brian Rails, and on the Facebook, the Book of Face, Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook dot com. If you want to call in, folks, also it's 213-943-3422. 
Again, actually, <laughs> yeah, that's the call-in number, my friend. If you want to call in, you're more than welcome to, dude. I watched WrestleMania Night 1. I can tell you, the I'm not going to go into detail the origin of AEW anymore. There's two completely different reactions from what Cody was getting in AEW versus what he got in Dallas, Texas. I mean, everybody was clamoring because they knew who was going to walk through that curtain as soon as Seth said, I'll face anybody. And when Cody came out, man, you could just feel the electricity. I wasn't there for night one. I was there for night two, but they did show a recap of Cody versus Seth. And I figured I'd tell you guys, sometimes it takes a revamp for a guy to feel whole again. Was he? I didn't expect Cody to come back, okay? I honestly didn't. And yeah, a lot of people are like, well, talk about his salary. How Did he do it just for the money? No, dude. To answer that question, Logan, I don't think some guys do it just for, yeah. Kevin Nash, obviously, if you think I did it this for the money, you were probably right. Cody, though, he's making a cool $3 million or a little over that. That's not why he did it. It just didn't feel like the overall feel was correct or, you know, it just – the overall feel for Cody Rhodes, why he did it, okay, well, here's the deal, guys. Why Cody left for WWE is because when the atmosphere is starting to get a little, not a little tense, but quite tense between certain parties, not only that, the fans from AEW, they're like, well, he wasn't producing much. He was just staying the same. He was just, he wasn't thinking outside the box. And he just wasn't fitting in where he was supposed to fit in. There was no more room for Cody Rhodes. Yet the funny part is that's the equivalent of LeBron James leaving Cleveland. If you ask me, that's what it, that's literally what it felt like when Cody Rhodes shocked the world and said, I'm going back to my roots. Do you think that he he wanted to do this? Hell if I know, guys. I'm not a psychiatrist, but I believe that when Cody Rhodes left, he had a bunch of the fanboys believing he's going to go back to Ring of Honor. When certain guys have a disagreement with the promoter or the owner, it's never easy for the promoter to let go because Tony Khan was, he was heartbroken over the whole thing. Some guys were like, good riddance, fuck you, get the fuck out. Some guys are just trying to play it cool. Like, wow, we're not shocked. Wow, you know, this is um, exactly why we, you know, have people who are strictly fanboys and fangirls. Because I just got a message saying, why don't you spill your guts as to why you're just pro-WWE? I'm not just pro-WWE, guys. I used to watch all three back in the day. 
WCW, ECW, and WWE. If I'm pro WWE, then why did it take time to put notes in a notebook full of notes on AEW Dynamite? NXT, GCW. Does that answer your question? Well, guys, as I was saying, I'm no psychiatrist, but when it's time for someone to leave a job that is not satisfying their needs as an individual, you really don't want to force someone to stay. But boy, you guys hated him when he was. This is how wrestling fandom works. They, we either hate someone for a while, complain about him or her not going to be the role that, that we want them to be, baby face, heel, or this person should just stick to valeting. Good Lord. Thank God the average Joe wrestling fan is not a promoter of Booker. And yeah, Tony Khan's the exception to the rule because he owns half the Jaguars. He owns his own version of, you know, MMA company. He owns a, AEW now owns Ring of Honor. Is he stretching himself thin? Yes, but this is not about Tony Khan, damn it. This is about Cody Rhodes. We're still stuck on why he essentially left WWE, which I've basically covered over and over again in a loop. So, I think it's time, folks, since I've, you know, basically gone around in circles again. Without even trying to, but here's the deal. I'm going to play for you exactly straight from the source. Exactly what went through Cody Rhodes' mind. And this is an interview by Ariel Zawani. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, dude. But we're going to gain some insight as to why and how. So... This official is the following. So, yo, I'm not going to play the music. I'm just going to read the the following, all right? The following content presented on this pro wrestling podcast, Beyond the Tracks, belongs to the owner, Brian Rails. You do not have permission to use, copy, reproduce the content from all episodes recorded and shared on social media. All content is protected by U.S. and international copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without permission from the owner is strictly prohibited and can be punishable by law. Failure to comply will result in legal action taken. All rights reserved, Wrestle Radio Network and Beyond the Tracks, Incorporated 2022. All right, folks, here's here's the skinny on why Mr. Rhodes felt the need to leave. So uh, if you would, maestro. Play it, play it back. Dig it. Of course, you weren't just talent there. Uh, you were one of the founding fathers, EVP, all that stuff. So this is very unique. And, you know, everyone talks about the forbidden door. No one's gone from there to here. And so there was a lot at stake here. I, I read yesterday in the um, interview that you did with Variety that you said it was a personal thing that we just couldn't get past. Could you elaborate on what that is? Sure. sure. It was just, I mean, Unfortunately, I can't comment on the personal matter itself, but it was really, it just came down. Tony Khan, who I have a genuine respect for, and I hope history is really kind to, because he bankrolled this entire 
grassroots movement that was starting at ROH and then All In happened. Then, of course, AEW happened, and then he was able to buy that footage back. Uh, I I felt like we were we were drifting apart. And if I, had I asked him for this, you know, that was a story I saw that I asked for something and didn't get it. Had I asked him, he's the type of man that would have given it to me. But it just genuinely felt like it was time. Can't comment on the personal nature of it, but it was nothing nefarious or scandalous. Just we couldn't we couldn't agree. And and nothing but respect for him, his family, the infrastructure there. I put on the bus. I have a watch collection. I just started. The first nice watch I ever got was from him. And uh, I gave him uh, a one uh, last year as a, a return gift. And I thought, do I not pack this? Is this chapter over? And and I packed it because it's never over. Part of part of who I am is from those ten years, and part of who I am is from the last six um, as well. Yeah, but it's just something that I don't know if he'll ever share really ultimately what went down. But it was nothing crazy. It just was rather easy decision, uh, hard and hard to explain. Hard to explain to the fans, which we didn't, and and hard to explain to the talents. One week I was there, and the next week Ricky Starks and QT are bringing in bags and getting all my stuff out of the box and making the biggest scene they possibly could instead of being discreet as I asked them to. And then I was gone. And my own brother, you're thinking he's going to text me, I love you, I'm so proud of you. And the thing he texted me that day was, can I use your locker room? So it's a true older brother fashion. Can I use your locker room? Yeah, I guess. It's not mine anymore, but yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I had a wonderful experience there. And the I feel the experience had, had maxed out. Uh, you never want to start getting into a situation where the love goes away. I wanted to keep the love. Uh, I know Matt, Nick, um, and Kenny. I, I don't. I, I don't know if they sit in circles and hate on me or talk poorly about me. I hope they wouldn't. But if they don't know, I try to tell them on a regular basis. Absolutely love those guys. Instrumental, and in, in we did it together. I helped them. They helped me. Um, so I, I have nothing but love, and it'll always be that way. Okay, so you heard it first. There's no ill feelings from the source himself, Cody Rhodes, talking about, I hope they would not talk about me. They probably fucking do. Is it a shock in pro wrestling when somebody talks about somebody? No, because I do it all the fucking time on podcasts. We all do. We all mark out for that. I talked about so-and-so. I wonder if they heard me. Trust me. They do. They just get annoyed because they hear the same common fucking phrases and sentences coming out of people's mouths. Cody Rhodes decided to leave because the experience he had had just maxed out. They could, Him and Tony Khan could not see eye to eye. Yeah, dudes... Ladies, whoever's listening to this shit, please allow me to elaborate on that. In professional wrestling, you got people who don't have any issues with the business and just stick to their own guns and, you know, just do their job, show up for work, and not have any conflict or controversy whatsoever. That's kind of a boring life in professional wrestling. And what do I... There are certain people that make me wonder, did you ever have a fuck-up in life at all? Because, I mean, look, Cody's not perfect. 
Am I defending him because he went straight to WWE? No, he didn't go directly to WWE. He kept people in the dark for a little bit guessing where he was going to go. And it pissed people off. It pissed the fans off that said, man, I can't stand what's going on in WWE, so AEW is where it's at. And that's fine. Jericho even said, if that's the direction that he's headed and he feels that it's right in his heart, God bless him. Everywhere else, he just said the dramatics that happened just pulled everything out of the locker room and basically told him, you know, fuck off. His brother said, can I use the locker room? I don't want to speak for any professional wrestler on their true feelings, but I'll just give you an outsider's point of view on where certain guys stand with Cody. They don't fit the mold is kind of cliche and kind of cheesy for anyone to say. But from what I gather, personally observing the whole situation unfolding with Cody leaving AEW for WWE was he is getting booed out of the building and you guys want him to stay and take all the torment and torture because eventually he'll come back around. Get the fuck out. That's selfish, and that's wrong. It's hard because you're watching a family member that helped AEW grow, plant the seed, planting the seeds, you know, with Tony Khan and getting talent to fall into their laps like FTR and Malachi Black and Brody King and Ruby Soho, and the list goes on and on. There just is a number of things that, could have happened if Cody Rhodes doesn't go to WWE. One of those things is you feel like you've reached the ceiling, the glass, you know, metaphorical glass ceiling. And in Cody's mind, it's really cool, man. I mean, it's in my mind, it is to see Cody basically saying, I have nothing but love for Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega. Certain people are going to be bitter and say, to Cody, well, you just did it for the fucking money. You just did it because you knew it'd be a safe spot for you. Sounds like jealousy to me, man. If you really have a grasp for leaving somewhere because you know it's going to help you out in the long run, let me elaborate on this. If you're not satisfied with your job, or where you're at, are you really going to force yourself to mentally keep it up? Some people don't have a choice. spoke with somebody earlier, I'm not going to name names, but I spoke with somebody else, and I was basically told, I need this job, I need this for my kids, I can't really quit. If people had that option of getting up, leaving the job that they absolutely hate the most in this world, but they do so not saying by not you know not saying the words fuck you i can't stand you i'm quitting i would rather die a slow painful death the way that cody handled that situation was very extremely professional whereas in if you listen you know if you watch and observe there's some hurt there's feeling of betrayal there's some drama king, drama queens going on and 
the sequence of events when they're making no mention of the name Cody Rhodes. And like I said, I don't speak for anybody. I stick to myself as I've learned in the world of professional wrestling. If you start saying, well, this is how they feel and this is how I feel about it, then all that would really mean would be, oh, well, he has an opinion, so everyone who's got an opinion, you know, everyone's got assholes too, you know. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got them, as the saying goes. Look, if people don't want to mention the fact that, yeah, it was a total shock, it's kind of the modern-day Scott Hall, God rest your soul, man, and Kevin Nash leaving WWE for WCW. History. That's what it basically essentially became. Did he leave for the historical point of view? Oh, man, I'm really going to make history by leaving the company that I helped jumpstart. And for Chris to say he was never the boss, yeah, this is true. I mean, take it from someone that was right alongside them, you know, before the first show aired. WWE may not be the spot where every wrestler wants to be right now because it looks so uniform. It's not some parts of WWE are very considered as very insincere, rehearsed. The fans aren't able are allowed to get the real feel of the wrestlers and their character. So yeah, some people may say Cody chose the easy way out. I'm going to tell you right now. Cody Rhodes did what a lot of us did in this business, dudes. If if you're not happy and fans are just not believing in anything that you say, do, or try, why the fuck force it? I mean, you stand a better chance of... Well, he stood a better chance of being basically quitting the wrestling business. And... Not coming back if he stays in AEW. If he leaves, or when he did leave, is basically saying, I know that I haven't been the best promoter for WWE as in the moment, but that move shifted a lot of momentum back to WWE. Because granted, they ain't got much going on in NXT. They really Champa probably on his way out. Probably is. Um, you have people who believe that NXT died when Triple H left and left Pritchard in charge. But I digress. You heard Cody. He said instead of just a normal goodbye, it turned into, well, you chickened out. You chose the easy route. You took a GPS to ILC my way to an easy paycheck. Nothing is ever easy when it comes to earning that fucking check because as Corey Graves described his return, the prodigal son hath returned. I don't know how much animosity is in the locker room right now for WWE, but I do, like I said, I'm one of those guys that sits back and watches other guys just sit and stew 
about what's going on and how they really feel, eventually it'll come out on live air. There'll be subtle jabs at Cody. There already are on social media. It's like, I guess we weren't romantic enough for you. That's my, you know, the Young Bucks Twitter page about the whole Cody Rhodes situation. He's only been in there not even a month yet, and people are already raining down hate on their burning Cody Rhodes t-shirts. They're burning memorabilia. It's not like he took the entire company with him. It's not like he took Brian Danielson back there. The fucking fact that William Regal put him and Moxley as a team together, he didn't say, well, what if you guys came back? What could I do to make you stay? Cody's not recruiting. He just left because, well, he got ushered nicely, not really, out of AEW's camp. That roster is so goddamn overly saturated, there's a hundred fuckers on there. There's a hundred people on AEW's roster. And yes, they did have over a million viewers when it came to viewership pro wrestling. But now, my God, man, you want to talk about having a company and making sure that that company is going to succeed. Like when Cody was EVP and people were just like exchanging blows right and left on social media about we don't want him. Get him out. Go back to WWE. Here's the fucking irony in that. When he went back to WWE, what did all of you motherfuckers start saying? Oh, well, he copped out. He sold out. You are the same people who literally sat there behind your keyboards, behind your phone keyboards saying, LOL, good luck in WWE. You're worthless. Your career is done. I wouldn't say that. I mean, he just beat Seth Rollins, a guy who has a pretty good track record at WrestleMania. Not only that, when you think about AEW and the stuff that they've accomplished without Cody Rhodes, without him being there, now that he decides to move, you guys all of a sudden take notice? Come on. Come the fuck on with that bullshit. As a wrestling fan, you shouldn't be told how to feel. You should be able to express exactly what you're feeling. However... Some of those expressed opinions are just one very one-sided. Oh, I can't, I've never liked him anyways, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he was terrible when he was in AEW. He were all over his nutsack in October of 2019. Now, it's almost May. We're in April, right, of 2022. So three years later, and we're... Some of us as fans are like, wow, I did not see that coming. And some of you are like, oh, I knew it all along. I knew he was going to go back to WWE. No, the fuck you didn't. You're not clairvoyant. You were not a fortune teller. You sure as hell, you know, couldn't foresee the inevitable future or inevitable future for Cody. Let his story be told. Because honestly, folks. As much as I would love to say wrestling fandom is living the life right now, 
there's a part of me that wants to really shed some light on the story of Cody Rhodes. This guy inherited some great background, you know, with his own family. Look at Dustin. Look at what he accomplished. Not just as gold dust, but when he was part of WCW with his dad. There are some dark moments when you go through professional wrestling, and Cody was going probably through some mental trauma, basically getting booed out of the bill and get you, you know, getting your uh, gimmick thrown back at you because nobody in their right mind at the time was wanting to see Cody Rhodes. They all were so gung ho about Sammy Guevara and guys like Eddie Kingston currently and John Moxley's a fan favorite. So really when he tried to fit himself into the mix, boo, you fucking suck. Get off the fuck, get out of the fucking ring. This is not taking a shot at the fans. This is giving the real to the fans, you know? So honestly, my whole take on the Cody Rhodes departure from AEW and landing himself in WWE sounds a little something like this. I don't give two flying fucks where somebody ends up in the world of professional wrestling. As long as you can tell a story, as long as you don't act like a complete and utter dickbag, I'm fine. I don't care. But to some people, oh, that was just as bad as LeBron leaving Cleveland for Miami. Well, now he's a Laker, but you get the gist. Athletes who get into this world, it's not about loyalty anymore. For some, Aaron Judge, it's about money. Did Cody Rhodes jump ship because of money? Uh, Couldn't answer that because I'm not Cody Rhodes himself. I'm just a guy that's been a part of, you know, the other side of the curtain can tell you there's some real shady shit in professional wrestling. I don't like taking jabs at people because I met Kenny Omega. He is a nice dude. Is there some bitterness? I don't fuck. Like I said, I don't know and I don't want to pretend to be like, oh, well, yeah. These guys said this about Cody and they they honestly I believe some of them don't want to get into the drama itself. Some may, some may not. Because I've heard different stories from different sources telling me that Cody Rose was a true nightmare in the backstage area. His wife was a complete blank, blank, blank. I'll just say it because it's no filter show. As fans would say stuff like, well, I heard Brandy Rhodes was a real bitch to the boys in the back. I heard a lot of people who didn't really like her appreciate her. That's not true. That is so not true, guys. According to reports, I mean, she would bake the talent some candy, you know, some homemade candy and give them gift baskets or whatever. Not kissing Cody's ass. I'm just trying to convey to you all that when someone you wanted to leave the company, he's now far gone. He is no longer focused on what's behind him. He's focused on what's in front of him. I mean, 
He's the only guy that I can see WWE putting in front of Roman and to take the title away. Because Brock has now failed, what, three times? Two, three times trying to get back his WWE championship? Or, you know, now it's the uh, United Unified Championship. Whatever. I believe thing will always give us big shocks. I mean, in two years, you might see NJF. You may not. He doesn't give – he has made it clear that he does not want to wrestle, you know, as a free agent because he never will. He constantly bashes WWE because why? He's proud of AEW. Cody used to bash WWE on a weekly basis on every Wednesday. And somehow, some way, shape, or form, he ended up back in Vince's camp. And if you notice, if I noticed anything, when I started typing in names that used to not get a lot of of uh, mentions from the hashtagging, are now starting to get noticed. Vince McMahon, Triple H, Roman Reigns. I can tell you when somebody's name matches 19,128 hashtag marks, maybe not to that extent for Cody, but when you type in the name in the episode description, and WWE is getting a lot more pull than AEW when you type those hashtags in. It's because the casual fan is under the impression that what they see, what they believe, is word. And when they, the casual fan, heard about Cody Rhodes, um, they're probably going to lie to you and say, oh, well, we knew the whole time. No, the fuck you didn't. That's the beauty part about this whole thing. He was already on his way out. I mean, I can't recall Cody's last match before he exited AEW. But to be that content in an interview and to show a semblance of class versus, I thought this was about Cody, and it became just one big parody to Matt and Nick Jackson. I'm pretty sure they're not going to mention it to give into the satisfaction of, well, this is what Cody was like, and he was a complete and total dick bag, and what they could, oh, believe me, they could, because on live air, it's a hell of a lot easier on AEW's platform to sit there on a microphone and basically rip WWE to shreds, tear them a fucking ribbon. There's a welcoming mat, you know, in AEW to shame anything that is considered, not considered, but is WWE in its likeness. Because I'm going to tell you, Cody Rhodes, like I said, bashed WWE in subtle jabs at first. Then the gloves came off, and he basically laid them, laid into them real, real nice and said... I'm going to break down the fourth wall, and I don't give two shits. Well, guys, we can't bash somebody forever. I mean, I did that bashing my former wrestling company for how long? People just eventually got sick and tired of hearing me bitch. So they're like, man, unless he starts talking about something new or get someone new on his show, we're really not going to tune in. 
you think for one second that Cody Rhodes sat there and said, oh, yeah, I'm going back to WWE? Because sometimes when a guy invests in a business like Cody invested in AEW, it does tend to wear and tear on you mentally. How am I supposed to keep up with all this shit? All these new signings, all these towns you got to travel to. And AEW didn't go directly to certain big towns. I mean, it's not like WWE where their even their live house shows will end up in Madison Square Garden or Barclays Center or wherever. AEW really didn't touch the big venues. They did Arthur Ashe Stadium. They've done other venues that don't require a certain fee. But what I'm getting at, folks, is the only one who can tell Cody Rhodes' true story is Cody Rhodes. And I've mentioned this before. Sometimes it takes your character being repackaged or, you know, just staying the same. He kept the likeness from AEW. He kept the theme. People ate it up in Dallas. That's the main thing is they, on the other end, finally gave Cody what had been what he had desired. And that was just to, you know, possibly just fit in. I don't know. It gets, a pretty, it gets pretty lonely when you're by yourself and you're all alone mentally. And the only one supporting you is your significant other, like Brandy. That's a rarity now in pro wrestling is to have somebody that's a spouse be very loyal to you. Loyalty in pro wrestling, loyalty in any sport nowadays, loyalty period is hard to come by. I'll tell you why. When people... Get involved in this thing we call pro wrestling. Their first thoughts when they start up a company and they've been through the ringer like Cody has. There's a lot of guys other than him that have been through worse. But when you start out a company, you think to yourself, man, I can't believe I'm starting a company on my own or with help. But he definitely had the backing of Tony Khan. And he said during the interview... If I wanted to get what I wanted, I could just go to Tony. Some might take that as he's the spoiled child who gets or got whatever he wanted by going in the office and saying, Hey, Tony, you know, I think I'd be really great in this match, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? I don't think that's how the conversations went between Cody and Tony, but imagine starting a wrestling company and you know a lot of, you already know the ins and outs of the company Cody, Matt Nick, Kenny Omega the purveyors and the ones that started help jumps you know revitalize his career he said it himself He that man gave nothing but praise I don't know like I said I don't know to the full extent of what conversations happen, where, when, how, and why. All I'm relaying to you is my personal observation of what's going on. And obviously, they said they want to address the elephant in the room. By sidestepping it, 
by avoiding it was probably I don't know in their mind it was smart because they if they wanted to they could have easily shot on Cody the young bucks but they didn't and it was funny to me at least in the clip that you all heard Cody basically was not mentioned he was an afterthought or lack thereof the last clip I played for you featuring Cody Rhodes basically confirmed it. It wasn't a fit anymore. It wasn't satisfying his psyche. In other words, guys, sometimes not only do you get burned out in pro wrestling, you want to divorce it, hang it up, give it up. Because it's very demanding you're on the road you're away from family you're away from your girlfriend you're away from your fiance your boyfriend your husband whatever the case may be but cody luckily for him he's with his wife his daughter close personal family friends i was the dude nothing but the best because hell i don't know if i could or if anyone could go back to their old company treated them like absolute dog shit and I say that nicely because the last remnants of Cody Rhodes before he left for AEW was I don't know what chapter he left off with when he was with WWE but Stardust sure as hell brings back bad memories and I'm glad that he was allotted or afforded the ability to keep the name, the American Nightmare, to keep his theme from AEW and use it on the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania 38. By happenstance, guys, this is beyond the tracks, and we're going to take a little bit of a segue. We're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification right here on the on the tracks. So I kind of intermingled them. I intermingled the promotions or the names. Well, you get the gist. Ten seconds for station identification right here on Beyond the Tracks. the John Cena treatment actually not kind of he did when fans are dead honest with you and they don't want you yeah they'll try and you know not try but they will put themselves over get the point across and get well their message to you which was basically get the fuck out we're tired of seeing the same old shit some of the fans from AEW Went back to, you know, jumping ship to from WWE to AEW. From AEW, they jumped on the bandwagon to WWE. 
These are also the same people that bitched about Roman Reigns. Because, you know, the Uber heel. It's the same thing, guys. No matter where someone goes, especially in pro wrestling, you're not going to stop their momentum. You're not going to stop them from getting paid. They're not going to all of a sudden go, oh, yeah, okay, we heard what so-and-so fans said on their podcast, so we're going to uh, heed the word, and I'm just going to retire. Again, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Cody Rhodes was destined to leave after the simple fact that there really was no place for him. There really was no scenario for him left in AEW. And what are you going to do? Have him align with every single person that has signed with AEW thus far? If you're going to align him with anyone, man, they needed to put him back with his brother, in my humble opinion, okay? And even without his brother, he's fine. Cody's proven time and time again that no matter what you put in his way, it's not going to stop him from trying to carry on the momentum. It's like any wrestler that puts up with a lot of mental trauma. They Some guys are really good about pushing it down. And then taking out their aggression and anger and frustration and emotions in the ring. I believe in rebirth. I believe that when someone feels like their own personality is slowly but surely dying a slow and painful death, it's time to take a step back, breathe a little bit, and be reborn. Cody Rhodes' story, let it be told. This is not just preaching for the sake of preaching or to hear my own voice speak. Cody Rhodes, whether you love the guy, hate the guy, have a massive crush on the dude, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's just like when certain people get involved, a lot of people start formulating their own opinions and they already predetermined their hatred for the dude. AEW fans, you guys have nothing to worry about. WWE fans, you guys have nothing to worry about. GCW, Ring of Honor. Again, this is all about someone taking the initiative to leave all the hurt, all the trauma that would ensue behind. Because is it really worth going to work every day going, oh man, here you go, just another paycheck. Pretty much fucking majority of us, man. If one of us won the lottery, would we say, I think I'll just not take the money and suffer the rest of my life, said no soul ever? Or do you think if you had an opportunity to move up positions at your job, are you really going to turn down a promotion? No, I don't fucking think you would. So it's the same thing with Cody. If he's happy where he is, let him fucking be. Don't. Some fans are just like, well, he couldn't hack it in AEW. You, you idiots. I watched the conception of that company. I watched them show or share with the entire world 
their new take on professional wrestling, which fans have heard that from the very fucking dawn, beginning of time. We're going to share with you our own vision, and we will be homegrown, we'll be loved throughout the United States and overseas. They weren't lying, because my friend Chris and other people, when they watch AEW, they're like, man, this is the greatest show on earth. But now that one person who you didn't want to be featured has left the company, and then you guys bitch about him leaving? That's what I'm not understanding is the fact that this man left the com- left EW, right? He didn't have anywhere he did he was the piece of the puzzle that you have to constantly try and fit and he just wasn't fitting the puzzle that was AEW. So piece fit on the puzzle of WWE. It is what it is, folks. Love the man, hate the man, trash him, bash him, thrash him, it doesn't matter. The whole entire spiel that I'm giving tonight centers around one thing. If you ain't fucking happy with where you are in life, don't stay stagnant. If you have no choice, you have no choice. The double-edged sword for some people. He did, I did, others have. If place doesn't feel right, why stay? Why stay in that funk? Why not move on to bigger and better things and new adventures? Even though he has been a part of WrestleMania before. He has defeated Roman Reigns before. Thanks for reminding me. 90 seconds. Okay, folks. Here it is. Certain people wish you well when you leave somewhere. Others tend to be assholes about shit. Do I care? No. Because I, like I said, I have no personal horrible feelings towards Matt or Nick Jackson. But from personal observation, it seems like there's some... Seems like there's a lot of, like, feelings of possible betrayal... Or like, what the fuck, man? I, I can't believe you. Why'd you do this? If I say jealousy, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Why would why would anyone be jealous of someone else's happiness? I don't know. I, I'm not that guy. I don't have like, hey, are you jealous? Hey, are you like sick of hearing about him? Only all the DMs and inboxes flowing in there talking about is annoying, annoying as fuck. But also... To finish the point, if you're not happy with something, don't just internalize it. Don't just sit back and say, oh, well, maybe next time I can I can get my fucking point across. You keep saying maybe, hopefully, eventually. You're never going to fucking do it. And Cody was bold enough to grow a fucking pear, swallow his and go back to the one place he absolutely could not stand. So, yeah, more power to the dude. All right, that'll do it for tonight's episode of Beyond the Tracks. Please be sure to join us, my future guest, 
Charles Carroll will join Beyond a special edition of Beyond the Tracks, two hour special folks. So tune in for this up and coming this well, let's see here, this awesome dude who is really super friendly and I hope, you know, he brings about a lot of listens to this awesomeness that is Radio Network and Beyond the Tracks. All right, folks. If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Toodles, bitches. I got to get my beauty rest. Have a good day, night, whatever. I love you all. Thank you for supporting my show. And uh, that's that. Maestro, can you take take us out, please? Pretty please? Come on. I'll give you a sandwich. Yeah.